Hello, and welcome to the Third Side Podcast, where we take our ideas, visualize them in our third eye, and bring them into reality so we can talk about them in tangible ways. I'm here with some of my freaks and friends. We all are different agents in this journey to enlightenment. So I am Agent 9. I finally gained contact with the reality. Hi, I'm Agent 19, and I come in piss. Time for an invasion, an invasion of the wig snatchers. Agent number 13 is here. Is that a UFO? Nah, it's just me, an ugly fucking ogre. Agent 11. And that concludes our squad for this evening. And we might have some special guests along the way, so stay tuned. So tonight, I believe we are talking about aliens, or like I like to call them, my brothers and sisters in the sky. So ladies and gentlemen, and they thems, um, do you believe in aliens? Because I know I do. Yes, I do believe in aliens. Yes, I believe in aliens. Well, I surely do. Wow, big fucking surprise. We all believe in aliens. No <laughs> one would have seen that one coming. It kind of reminds, like, what we just did kind of remind me of, like, those scenes in those movies where, like, they're at a school, like, rally or something, and someone's, like, stands up, I believe in aliens, and then someone else stands up, like, you know what I, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah, I believe, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe in aliens. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, very that. Um, yeah, well, it's obviously no surprise that, like, uh, Tinfoil Fucking Hat Club over here believes in aliens. So I guess, um, we can maybe try to define aliens in our own words before we try to, um, I mean, obviously we all believe in aliens, but what, what is that to us? Well, if it's not human and it's not from Earth, then isn't that technically an alien? Like extraterrestrials, other dimensional beings, they're aliens, right? Yeah. I'd say anything that has a physical form that's not from planet Earth, that isn't a human. That has a consciousness. In the pre-show, we were talking about planets being alien entities. However... For this sake, we're going to assume that most um, objects don't have a consciousness. Although that would be a fun twist. You know, there could be like an a, like a planet somewhere where it's just like a bunch of just like, uh, just like random inanimate objects like walking. Like, <laughs> for some reason, I was just like imagining like tables and chairs um, just like walking around by themselves. Like... That's bonkers, but that that was just the first inanimate object I thought of. Um, yeah, so I guess at that point, that kind of defines aliens. Um, but do we have any like hot takes on like spicy hot takes on like what an alien isn't or is that's a little like out of the norm? Um. So we're not aliens because we're like on our home planet and stuff. Um, So I was thinking if there was like life on Mars, like a sister to us, 
I like personally, I wouldn't really consider them aliens. I'd consider them like the same as us because I'm assuming that we would have an alliance with them. Like, you know, um, yeah, we're right next to each other. We're just chilling, hanging out, doing trading. Um, like, I, I would just consider them the same as us if there was life on Mars. Interesting. I feel like that's an interesting thing to ponder because, yeah, I feel like we're, like, the same solar system or whatever, so I feel like <laughs> we'd like to think that people in the same solar system are part of, like, the same, like... Uh, like, family, like... Like, family or race or whatever, but if you think about it, like, I mean, the people on Mars or the aliens on Mars could be completely different. Like, we've managed to produce, like thousands and thousands of different species types on this planet like whether or not they're like because we want to think another alien has to have the same intelligence as us but if you think about it like if there was like a, a like a fruit fly on another planet like that would be an alien still like that does if there was like a blade of grass on another planet like that would be an alien still I guess because that's still like a living entity you know um so it's almost like that could be that could take almost any uh shape or form you know but from from my perspective from like a sort of like spiritual hindu perspective um they want to say that there's aliens on every single planet in the galaxy without a doubt and i mean obviously like to us that's like sounds dumb because everyone's like well there's no one fucking living on mars like but again if you think about it there's more than what meets the eye like right now we can't say that there's something not there but you know there could be fucking bacteria on that planet that's an alien there could be um like a complete beacon of energy on that planet that we aren't seeing you know a whole uh, reality in the astral realm of like beings more complex than we could ever imagine and they could just be chilling on mars and we don't even know so i feel like thinking aliens aren't real is kind of like bold of you because i mean we as humans don't know that much like we have such little awareness outside of our own little like bubble of reality on earth so yeah um not to shame people who don't believe in aliens but also like i'm shaming you (laughs) because what you see isn't always the truth yes yes that's extremely valid you guys 100 percent um i feel like people do not want to believe in aliens because they're scared of things they don't understand they're scared of things that they don't know and honestly that's a big pussy move like you're gonna be that much of a bitch about it get over yourself i think that's why like i think that's why aliens are such a big topic not necessarily that like the aliens themselves but what they represent like the concept of being alone in the universe or the concept of like not being alone in the universe maybe like being in like the big ocean and there's like um like a big scary like prehistoric like shark in the waters like it's sort of like the same vibe like that like we're like lost in this void not knowing what like sort of creatures and darkness could come out of it so it's sort of like the fear of the unknown um but also like the fear of being alone which is also like 
very just like a human thing but um i think that's why aliens are such um like they seem like a very surface level topic but i feel like the more we get into it is kind of like philosophical and no matter like what evidence you come up with for aliens people are still gonna want to not believe in aliens simply because believing in aliens might be like uncomfortable for them yeah like thinking about that is like really scary and it reminds me of like how in episode three i talked about my um ego death that i had when i was a kid thinking about that yeah just like zooming out <laughs> into the <laughs> abyss of the galaxy yeah that's that's one i try not to think about that's a little spooky it doesn't really bother me that much i if that's how it is so be it and i will welcome it i mean i think that's a very powerful exercise because it's it's important to know how like insignificant we are like i feel like we very much feel like the center of our own universe and like invincible but then when you think about like how ins- insignificant you are in the grand scheme you're just like wow this is very like humbling and grounding um so i think that's that's a fun one to do yeah and like um i feel like if everyone tried that like getting out of their like very like egocentric way of thinking it could like really stop a lot of like cycles that people get into and like thought traps that people get into like nationalism yeah that's interesting because you sort of we sort of compared this to like um the ego death you were talking about when you weren't on any drugs but i know a lot of people take like psychedelics to like induce these kinds of ego deaths um and people also use these psychedelics for like therapeutic treatment or like just like treatment of like the psyche and things of that nature so i can really see how those things correlate i guess because it's sort of um like this space space and ego death are very much intertwined and i remember being on psychedelics and feeling like i was sort of like floating out into space without like any real awareness of like where i was going who i was and like who the people I thought I knew were like it just was very complicated so I it's interesting to see how those things relate so earlier we were talking about like aliens and how like aliens like we imagine them as something almost like human equivalent you know essentially just like two legs two arms walking around on their legs like they have a head they're like um essentially just like human shaped weird looking people with like different colored skin i feel like that's what the pop culture like alien idea could be um but we were talking about how uh that could be completely different and how that could resemble something like a plant or an animal or also something like we've never seen before in any facet um so do we want to talk about I guess the different types of aliens yeah like um i also want to examine because in like literature monsters are never monsters and aliens are never just aliens what they mean um what they actually like represent in our like collective consciousness like what sort of like archetype they're filling like 
if that makes any sense. For example, like reptilians are one of the races of aliens that are most commonly known. And um, we're not going to get into the theorems regarding like reptilians quite yet. Um, we might get into that in a couple episodes. But yeah, what they represent is basically like corruption. That's a big one. Yeah, I never necessarily thought about reptilians as an alien. And then another species um, could be the greys. I know that's another really big one. Um, I feel like that was probably the most well-known species of alien before everyone got like fixated on reptilians or whatever. And if, I, and if I'm describing that correctly, I feel like that's what a lot of people said they were getting like abducted by um, like in the 1900s. Again, I think they were like the grays because their skin was sort of like this gross, like translucent gray. And they tend to have like a, almost like an alien emoji face. I feel like they're like what we almost tend to envision when we see certain aliens. Um, just sort of like the big eyes, the long fingers. Um, I'm not like super hip on the specifics, but I feel like that is sort of like the stock image alien in a lot of our minds. For sure. When you started talking about the greys, it reminded me of this one species that lives here on Earth. Um, They live in like caves and mines, like underneath the surface. They're like, they're short, they're like three feet tall. They look like little gremlins, little goblins, they're white. Wait, this is like a thing that actually exists. Well, I mean, I haven't seen it personally, so I can't confirm. I only know what other people's testimony is. Is this like an animal species or like a like a like a thing we're talking theoretically here? Um, I it's not theoretical. So okay, um, they're like so. They're like all over America, I want to say, but they're mostly in like the, um, I don't know, Kentucky or, or like Tennessee type, um, that type area, not necessarily East Coast, East Coast, not like Midwest, like in between. What's the name? I don't know what they're called. Is this like Um, a cryptid or an animal? Right, like what are you talking about? (laughs) Sounds like a literal like goblin, like Nosferatu (laughs) running up. It's um, it's it's in the middle of but no one. It's like in the middle of between um, cryptid and alien. But you could also argue that aliens are cryptids themselves. Um, Ashley just told me it was an animal. <laughs> and that it existed. Yeah. <laughs> um, that reminds me of, like, a theory. Like, there's a theorem that, like, aliens, like, so- certain species of aliens were actually the original inhabitants of Earth, which is, like, another side of reptilians that isn't related to, like, conspiracy theories, is that supposedly, like, reptilians were the original inhabitants of earth for sure and there's like several versions of that yeah yeah there's lots of um different things and um, i mean the scientologists believe we were we we're all like uh like like alien souls like incarnated into earth or whatever so i feel like there's there's several like sort of alien origin stories which i'm a fan of uh because if you think about it like 
the ideas of like humans evolving from like or the fact that life in general like came on earth is sort of like a a who came first like the chicken or the egg kind of thing like how did we get here there was no chicken there was no egg like we just fucking showed up um but if the the giant alien chicken came and laid an egg on earth and then it hatched then that makes sense um so i feel like uh these scientologists they may be on to something um sure don't go around subscribing to scientology though uh-uh. we're not endorsing them in any way yeah we talked about that last episode cults how they yeah. um just take all your money yep just yeah. getting that out of the way <laughs> thank you mm-hmm. um but yeah, um, you reminded me of that one theory um, about how supposedly this species called the Anunnaki like came and like created humans as a hybrid of them and another species that already lived here. Are you familiar with that theory? I don't know the specifics, but like I kind of get what you're saying. Is it kind of like... I don't know if this is like a similar thing, but um, that sort of like how people have like elongated skulls or whatever, and how people think, sort of like how in Indiana Jones where everyone was like, oh, you got that like elongated skull, like that crystal skull or whatever. That's like um, like the alien like ancestor DNA or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where that comes from that it was it's part of like the mesopotamian mythology if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. that um this is like where their gods came from enki and enlil they like came into the um came from their planet because their planet was low on resources i think it was they were looking for gold and so they came here in search of gold and created humans as a slave race wow that's bonkers. <laughs> it is. It really is. We're the slave fairies. Wow. Sounds um, about right. So when you said they came here, it reminded me of this one storybook I read as a kid. I totally forgot what it's called, but the main characters are like these little, um, they're like um, these sheep slash capybara type creatures. And they're all cute and peaceful and fuzzy and minding their own business, eating grass on the on their planet, their clean, nice, beautiful planet. And then um, all of a sudden, these creatures from outer space, they like land on their planet and start industrializing it and start polluting it up and like destroying it and everything. And once they used up every single last resource on the planet, they all packed up and left and went to a new one. And then they left the um, the cute little um, capybara planet they, they left it all destroyed and covered in like cement and asphalt and there's no resources in anything at all oh well you're connecting a bunch of dots in my mind isn't it crazy how um elon musk is creating that space program i don't know that's just, i'm not saying anything about that but like it's just connecting dots in my head <laughs> Why people say can't colonize the Earth anymore? Gotta find uh, different planets and different races to oppress. <laughs> I'm trying to look up. Oh, it's called um the the Womp World. Womp World. Yeah, the creatures were the Womps, I think. 
They're really cute little things. What womp I, I endorse this book. I love it. Read it to your kids. The Womp World. The W-M-P-W-O-R-L-D. The Womp World. That's cute. I feel like that's probably like a good message for kids. I feel mm-hmm. like the womps are the animals and the um the aliens are us. Um <laughs> Yeah. But also, we're the womps, and the 1% are the aliens. True. Yeah, for real. (laughs) If you really think about it that way, it makes a lot of sense what's going on. Let's fling the 1% back into space. (laughs) Yes. The womp percent. The womp percent. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's great. It's crazy how um, the media just detects, like... Going back to our, the beginning, how we were saying the media just basically purchase extraterrestrials or aliens, as we're saying, um, as like hands, feet, and everything, and very like human-like, like um, like the tall whites and the Nordic aliens and the Greys, but um, uh, there's like this experience I had this was like probably 2016 um, where I was driving down the the road this was probably like it wasn't too late at night probably like 10 11 o'clock and I don't remember much of it honestly but I just remember it was like there was a brief minute well a brief period of time where I was talking to this entity that um, just appeared. I would I would say it's like an alien because I get just felt it was an actual being, but not from Earth, and it appeared to me like as a furry, a blue furry being, and. Um, it wasn't like huge or anything, but basically the, the message he had back then was to tell the human race to like not get pregnant. (laughs) That's, (laughs) that's, that's, that's that's all I remember from that experience. But I just think it's freaky how like, it's not like in all the... Um, when I try to look up this specific being, I try to see, like, look up extraterrestrial beings that were, like, furry, but I, I didn't find any, anything within in that. So I just, it's crazy how the media just says, they're, they're very human-like. What if, like, a furry alien, like, sees that on TV somewhere and they're like, damn, like, I don't fit, like, this cultural, like, alien norm and then they feel bad <laughs> about themselves. Like, um, these people, they really need to consider these things. But, um, that's so interesting because you're exactly right. Like, no one ever thought to consider or conceive of a furry alien ever. Also, I like how you led with, it was a furry for um furry alien i was like just imagining just like some freak in a fursuit like 
That's what I was imagining. Right. Just like a blue dog wolf thingy. <laughs> well, it just had an eye. It didn't really have a mouth. <laughs> just an eye. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. Um, yeah, I feel like no, yeah, no one thought to freaking conceive of that, but obviously like some planet in the galaxy it's gonna be fucking cold and you're gonna need fur like right that's like a valid thing and i don't know the specifics on this because i know i've tried to like start researching this before when we were talking about alien species and again i don't know the specific types but i know there's people that believe that like certain types of aliens come from certain like galaxy systems or whatever in the stars um and i've heard talks of like certain clusters of like galaxies being like this is like the dog planet galaxy this is like the cat being galaxy this is like an aquatic galaxy things like that so i feel like um again i don't know the actual terms of like the star systems that they are questioning but i remember reading stuff about that before so all the real alien lore enthusiasts know that um these aliens they got all different shapes and sizes and they're all beautiful you just reminded me of like how I was doing research for this episode and I I was so done trying to find out like all the different species of aliens because it was all like people channeling uh, like such and such species and I'm like I'm pretty sure that like these aliens have something better to do than to tell people to like eat their greens or something right (laughs) yeah no the people who are into this are very are very bonkers and i do believe in like alien channeling and there's going to be like a type of alien channeling that i want to talk about later in the episode because i feel like it's like a really cool like instance but yeah no a lot of these people i remember when i was trying to research this stuff because i feel like once you start hearing about these things it's really interesting and you want to do more research but there is no like comprehensive like list of resources or like research anywhere because i don't think these people can necessarily like decide on anything they're a little bit bonkers um but i'm sure somewhere you can find something on this but it's just like a lot of digging through people who think they like uh, talk to the sky so (laughs) yeah it's so freaky how limited all this is all the resources are dang they really try to like um it's interesting because I feel like all of the people who are talking about aliens like seem kind of crazy and then everyone else is just like quiet about it um I feel I feel like it's like um the the powers that be almost want you to feel crazy for questioning that and I feel like maybe that could be why like we're so like the society and the government we're in is so secretive about aliens because people who um who are into things like that again are like channeling aliens or interacting crazy so they're just like um well those people it's easy to like write those people off as crazy um because they don't have proof or or whatever but as soon as like we get like the tiniest bit of proof at like everyone will believe in aliens but i feel like it's just beneficial for for aliens to be like the crazy person subject um so we de- we desensitizing aliens today. Um. <laughs> yeah, and you, number nine just reminded me because like I was doing research, and like the resources really are limited, especially like if you use Google or YouTube. 
because Google hates this topic for some reason. And for some reason, like when you Google aliens or I mean, look up on YouTube, the word aliens, all that comes up is history channels, ancient aliens. And I am so done with that show. I don't trust that show anymore because of that. I'm like, why is it that this is the only thing that's being put up there? That's really interesting because I'm sure there. this is a heavily censored topic and I've just like never considered that. Um, but it's it's like they let like certain information leak or like they let like certain crazy stuff stay up. Like I feel like ancient aliens, it's, again, it's almost easy to write those people off as crazy even if there is some truth to what they're saying. Like that famous guy from Ancient Aliens with like the crazy hair. You could be like, all right, that's like a crazy person. Like it's easy to say that so they like keep it up but as soon as it's like a little too like close to home they start trying to like dox you or whatever like i'm surprised like bob lazar hasn't freaking popped up dead yet which is like i guess we could get into him soon because i feel like that's another um a good resource for people who really want to dig into like ufos and whatnot because i feel like that's another big thing that we all um, think of when we talk about aliens, UFOs. Because I know me, as well as y'all, would just like look at like UFO, like sighting books and stuff as a kid. And I feel like that's something we all know and love as like a pop culture thing, which is UFOs. Um, but Bob Lazar really proves that UFOs are real in my mind. Yeah, so Bob Lazar pretty much is, um, he essentially worked for, um, I think it was essentially like the U.S. government or the Air Force that had hired him. Um, It was essentially to, he claims that he was hired to reverse engineer um, this extraterrestrial technology. So he's claiming that at a facility fairly close to Area 51, Um, He's claiming that, like, all of the things we think are going on at Area 51 are actually um, locating, located near Area 51 in an area called S4, um, which makes sense. Like, I feel like Area 51, like, there's too much, like, attention there, you know? Like, I feel like that's kind of obvious. So it, it makes sense to me that there's, like, several other locations scattered in that area. So he claims to have been taken to this place called S4 um, to reverse engineer this technology. So he claims that, essentially, he was um, shown several different crafts, alien crafts, and him, along with several other of these people um, were essentially just trying to take these UFOs and an attempt to rebuild them um, with our technology or just like um, try to take apart and understand the alien technology. And he claims to have seen things that essentially just are not like feasible at all with human technology. Um, He's claiming that like inside of some of the crafts he were in, um, the wall and the ground were like fused together and like um, and like this seamless fashion and that these crafts could hover in a way like uh, that essentially no human technology could ever like keep up with. And the more he started to examine it scientifically, 
he could see on a scientific basis that these things were like essentially not feasible with technology as we know it here on this earth. Um, so I don't, I don't think they necessarily came out flat and told them that these were UFOs. But I mean, obviously, when you're like given these strange crafts with technology not capable by humans, I think he was able to deduce that at that point. Um, and he also was able to sort of recount some of the government technologies within that facility. Like, I think he remembered like a certain hand scanner on the wall that was sort of like advanced technology at the time and things like that. So he's able to recount a lot of these technologies and like tell them back to us. Um, and yeah, pretty much he just had like all of this knowledge and even he claimed to be at several um, test flights of these crafts that the government supposedly put on and he had watched them and supposedly tried to film some of them. So um, I think he ended up coming out with all of this information because um, it's been a, it's been a while since I've been like up to date with this full story, but for whatever reason they wanted to um, kick him out or um, I think it's cause they caught him trying to film or record this um this activity he was seeing and i think basically for his own protection he basically called up the news in his local area and was like i'm bob lazar like i worked here like this is what i saw um, and then he became very f famous and known for being the person who sort of um whistle blew on this um ufo operation by the u.s government so that's just like a little bit of his story but he's just like the biggest name i'd say for um ufo and like the proof of ufos because he can give a lot of proof that people um that's just hard to, to deny because if you if someone claims to see that with their own eye and he could um he's able to verify that obviously he was employed there um, and as much as like the government wants to say he wasn't employed there, he was definitely employed there. And he could, like I said, remember technology that was um, within this facility. And there was just like a lot of things that he could verify that makes him a very credible source. So um, I think that was something that really like um, sealed the deal for me in terms of like UFO and aliens, hearing his story. And I believe, um, what I first watched with him on it that really had me shook was um, his episode with Joe Rogan. Because, I mean, those are like two or three hour long episodes. And he was able to go like pretty deep into his story, like uncensored. And I believe there is also um, a Netflix documentary on him called, um, gosh, I don't want to butcher it, but I think it's like Bob Lazar Area 51 or something. Um, yeah, Area 51 and Flying Saucers, Bob Lazar on Netflix. And I feel like that does an okay job as well. Um, but yeah, it's been a while since I've like gone fully into that whole story. But um, the way he was able to describe these alien crafts with like the amount of detail, I feel like that's really amazing and it's hard to discount that. Yeah, and I remember, like, as you said earlier, like, looking at these UFO books when I was little and seeing the technology, and that was, like, really one of my big interests when I was little. And um, also, I remember, like, 
talking online with some random and like he would send me like these weird YouTube videos about I don't even know how he would find these but about like how specifically the alien technology would work and I like it was so random like um how I I'm not sure I could even find these anymore especially with like how the new YouTube algorithm works and everything finding like the way it works and it, like when I saw the Bob Lazar documentary I was like wait what the heck this is so similar to like what I saw like damn <laughs> that's wild the internet is like space it's like um the void but anyways but speaking of UFOs I know you guys had that story of when um the big blue UFO light beam almost zapped you into oblivion if you'd like to to elaborate okay okay so let me start um so this was in November or December of 2018 um I was sitting in my room at like four in the morning I'm just on my phone all the lights are off there's no lights like anywhere um in my house I I'm on the second floor. My bedroom window faced the backyard and I lived in a townhouse at the time. Like there's the room, like the bedroom window, the backyard. There's a little space in between like a forested area and um, where the fence to the backyard ends. And then there's a hill and it drops down onto like um, a road. And so, I'm I'm positive, like cars pass by all the time. It was not a car. Car lights cannot shine in my window. The like it's the, it doesn't line up. They're too far away. It wasn't a cop car. There were no sirens. It was completely silent out. By the way, like there was no sound whatsoever. I couldn't even hear any like bugs outside. Quiet, so quiet. Um. So I'm just sitting on my bed, 4 a.m. on my phone. And all of a sudden I see like this really bright blue light, like fluorescent blue. It's so like so clear, so blue. Um, it's just shining. Um, and it's like, it's not a consistent, not a consistent amount of light. Like it's, it changes. Like it, it like goes, like it goes away and then it comes back really bright and it like dims and it come, comes back like, and it's just there outside my window and I'm, I'm staring at it and there's like, I'm just like, whoa, light. Like there's no like real thoughts in my head. Like I'm just so mesmerized by this light. And um, the moment I think to like, like I'm like, hey, I have my phone in my hand. I can record this, it stops. I don't exactly remember how long it lasted. Um, maybe like, 10 or 15 seconds I'm not sure I there I know there wasn't like a time jump for me because I was I looked at my clock before it happened and then I looked at my clock afterwards and it was the same time like there was no time change or anything um so I'm confident that I was not abducted I I have a theory like what if they weren't there for me what if they were there for um what if they were there for shiver do you want to uh, jump into this? Yeah. Hi, I'm Shiver. Um, I don't remember anything that happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, so 
I'm pretty sure you were asleep, but I, I'm like, okay, so I, I didn't even consider this until like a few months ago. Like, what if they were there for you instead of me? And um, either they didn't abduct you because I noticed them and they were like, oh shit, we got a bounce, we've been caught. Um, or they did abduct you and there was a time jump. It was just, they were so precise, I didn't notice. But do you, do you feel like you may have been abducted or anything? Um, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe there was like a Mandela effect kind of thing that happened where like my current reality is my new normal, but like before that happened, it could have been different, you know? Yeah. Like I remember a few emojis from like back then at that time and like every time I look at my emoji keyboard like those emojis aren't there so like maybe something like that happened but I don't remember like anything from that time okay I don't remember seeing any light or anything so maybe they made it so like I couldn't perceive anything I mean, possibly. you up and stole the emojis off your phone <laughs> and then set you back down into Earth, going to lead your normal life just to be maddened by the fact that your emojis are missing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like that's probably what happened. You don't have any, like, um, funky scars or anything, because I know sometimes people get abducted and they're just like, I have, like, this random scar or this random implant, um, which I feel like I've, I know people who want to say they have random implants, but... Well, a freckle appeared on my finger that I never knew I had. Yo, it's from... They did, like, that, um, that E.T., like, finger thing. Where it, it glows, it, it, E.T.'s finger glows, right? Am I making that up? Yeah, yeah, it glows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They did that to you and it gave you a freckle because they like shocked you with your finger. Y'all like touched your fingers together. You went boop. Wow, uh, you guys um, communicated through energy. Wow, the energy. Oh, so another UFO thing. Do you guys want to talk about... Um, when I was literally on the phone yes. with you guys, and you literally saw a UFO and started screaming and cackling. Yes. Oh my god, that's so crazy. Okay, so um, earlier that day, 19 and I had just, um, we were just doing some reconnaissance on this one figure that we've been doing reconnaissance on called the Huntress. Um, but after that mission, we were just going to chill with um, 9. So 19, 9, and I. We're just chilling, it was night. And then we, I looked up and it was so, I was like looking at the stars as one does, but then I noticed that the stars were moving. I was like, oh, it's a shooting star. Um, but then I noticed that it wasn't just one star. It was like several stars. It was like a line of stars and they were moving in like um, almost a circular direction and they weren't moving from one side of the sky to the other, um, which would explain, like, I, I like tried looking up what this could be. Um, and one of the explanations could have been, like it was 
SpaceX Skytrain, and it wasn't because that moves from one side of the sky to the other. But this yeah. like trailed off in the middle of the sky, kind of. So um crazy because it wasn't until that you mentioned that you saw it because I did notice something moving through the um perif- my my peripheral bit um eye or whatever and like I didn't really pay attention to it because I I was like like there's always lights in the sky or whatever but then when you pointed it out. It was like the lights were super, super faint. So obviously, like it was pretty di- distant. And um, from our perspective, it kind of looked like they were coming out of behind the, um, a tree, like way up in the sky. And it would do like a little half circle over to another part of the sky. And this was like in the middle of the sky. It wasn't like out of our vision type thing. No, it was like in the middle of the sky. It's like if the stars literally were a train that just disappeared in the middle of the sky into a little tunnel. Kind of like a train going into a tunnel. And it was so weird because they were so faint. You could barely see them. It wasn't you unless you like focus your eyes onto the little trailing lights it's just the little dancing fairies in the sky and the lights were pretty evenly distributed yeah that's Uh, another thing and the last like five little lights were like super like close to each other not at all the same distance as all the other lights before it because it did eventually it did stop it uh, eventually all the lights went inside the sky i guess that's the way to yeah, say like from our <laughs> perspective it looked like they all went into the tunnel and that like also explains how it's also not the um spacex sky train because in the spacex sky train those satellites are not spaced evenly. Yeah. Um, didn't it look like it disappeared into like a triangle shape, a triangle star? Oh, yes. Yeah, three stars in a triangle? Yes. Yeah, like, a, like a constellation that like forms a triangle. Mm-hmm. That's bonkers. That's really interesting. I think it's, um, yeah, it's wild that so much of what we know about aliens like all that we really know tangibly is that we see ufos sometimes or that occasionally there may be crop circles or yada yada but like what do you think these aliens are trying to tell us with these appearances whether it's like a crop circle or just like flying by with their ufo like do you think they're trying to make contact with us or do we think there's a reason why they aren't making contact with us? Like, why haven't any of us met aliens that we know of and why haven't they just, like, stepped foot on Earth and been like, sup, humans? Did you guys know that, like, the Pentagon released, like, oh, yeah, UFOs, like, exist? Yeah. 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 Maybe they're just, like, trying to research us and maybe the government just knows something. 
Yeah, I think for sure. Um, I I feel like they're not going to interact with us. They're not supposed to, and they don't really want to. It's just we see them every now and then because um, they're not being as careful as they usually are. Gotcha. Um, so you think they're just like in the neighborhood passing by? Yeah, and we're just like, oh, it's it's that, it's them, and they're like, oh, dang, I, you you got me this time, huh? LMAO, zap. There, because yeah, I don't know, like how in the grand scheme of all the planets out there with like life on them, like I wonder how interesting it, like Earth is on this scale. It's probably just like a hell pit of a planet, but um, but yeah, they could just be like, lol, that's just not interesting at all. Zooms away. <laughs> Yeah, um, so this specific one, um, I just looked up like triangle constellations and I would say it zoomed into the triangulum constellation, which is like in the northern sky. But anyways, um, it's what you just discussed. Um, it's kind of crazy because like it, we don't know like how much intel they have of humans and like if they even understand just how humans like basically are our own destruction and uh, I was actually talking to Agent 11 about this earlier but what if like because it could also be that um extraterrestrials that have um discovered how to move faster than the speed of light um they probably see us like termites uh in this planet um because they're seeing just how much we are destroying it and they they could also be like studying just like hey this invasive species is destroying this planet yeah, yeah. That, that's like something i was thinking about yeah, and like it, the termite analogy really makes sense because like the termites, their termite mounds are like, that's like the pinnacle of their society, kind of like our skyscrapers. And except they don't really like interfere with us. The aliens don't really interfere with us because they don't care that much. They're just observing right now. Yeah, I feel like that, that sort of goes into um, a theorem that I guess... I- it's not necessarily my theorem, it comes from something else, and I sort of have to delve into the whole topic to talk about it. But some people want to say that Earth is like a prison planet, and that um, essentially, like, the extraterrestrials or whatever are just um, essentially told that they aren't supposed to interfere with us. That's why we have, like, such little actual contact. All we do is have, like, um, essential, like, sightings or like crazy people on the internet like claiming to talk to people channel aliens or whatever but um i feel like that makes sense because otherwise like what's to stop these aliens from just like pulling up and hanging out with us but again also your theory like we are just like the bugs of alien life i'm sure like i'm sure we are probably the least interesting aliens but at the same time you think they might want to pull up because like you know like the messiest people are on reality tv shows like 
we watch that shit even though they're like the termites of the human race you know like we we like to see a little bit of drama so if anything like the aliens might want to pull up and see our drama but um anyways the the whole um the earth is a prison planet thing i got that from um this thing called the law of one so this is going to be one of those things that's like kind of out there essentially but the law of one it's this book slash um it was a book but it was also essentially um, a channeling session so i talked about channeling earlier and again random people on forums channeling kind of sketch but um this is something i found out a while ago and this channeling session i believe was done in like the 80s but essentially this guy he was like i want to say he was like a he was an engineer, he was also a professor, he was also like a scientist dude. So like this is like a pretty credible guy, it's not like this is like some random person, he was like an actual scientist essentially. But he began doing like these channeling sessions, he was supposedly like a pilot and when he was into piloting he began, began to um, get this like interest in the paranormal and like ufos and things like that so naturally he sort of like fell into like this paranormal like alien realm of interest or whatever um because he was like flying planes and whatnot so there came a point where he um essentially channeled the law of one through this woman who was a channel and the law of one which then became this book came from the alien going by the name of raw which is really interesting because if you go if you are familiar with um ancient egyptian mythology raw is a god in that culture so um it's interesting because um in this um law of one or whatever like obviously they're claiming it as like um historical fact but i mean obviously some most people are going to think this is a little out there and want to like refer to it as speculative but in in that they say that um that raw is essentially an alien and that um raw is a six-dimensional being so just like how um it sort of goes like with the chakra system like the different dimensions so like humans for example are third density beings and we are on a third density planet so um third density corresponds with like the third chakra um and like those kinds of energies so like again the higher you get if you are like sixth density like raw um you would be living out of um I guess it would either be like your heart or your throat chakra. So like this, the higher you go in the chakras or whatever, the more of this enlightened energy you sort of come through. And when you're at the top, which is like this crown chakra, um, it's saying you sort of become one with the source. Um, you sort of merge into this divine energy. But he's basically saying that um, our journey as beings is to evolve through these different levels of consciousness until we... Um, and this could be millions and millions of years until we essentially merge back with this oneness um, or like this godhead or whatever. But Ra is claiming to be the sixth dimensional being, which is like um, an alien that is of a higher consciousness than us. And um, and he sort of was saying that um, this is a prison planet and essentially 
him being able to channel us is the only way he was actually able to interact with us because there were strict galactic laws or whatever saying that they weren't supposed to come and interfere here um, just because of, again, this is such a young planet. Um, it seems that it is a prison planet and a lot of us are sort of sent here for sort of rapid acceleration and growth. And um, a lot of people want to talk about ascension and things like that and talking about Earth as a third density planet and a third density race. Uh, when people talk about ascension, they often talk about us ascending into the fourth density or into um, the next highest consciousness consciousness, and um, living out of um, love instead of out of survival which is more third density so that's really interesting and i feel like a lot of really interesting points like this sort of stem from this but it's basically talking about aliens as um creatures that could essentially be um higher than us in consciousness and potentially things that could be deities to us and Ra then goes on to talk about um, a great number of things that are actually very uh, potent to our society now. And again, I'm not gonna go and spoil it all because it's a big long thing, but he goes through and talks about human history and um, he claims that like Atlantis is real and that that was essentially um, like a race of humans and that like the Egyptians, he like tried to connect with them and like get his point across and then they failed and that's why like ancient Egypt didn't survive, but that the pyramids were actual like crystal grids meant to like channel the energy of the earth. And he talked a lot about like the density of, um, of other people, other like historical figures. So he talked about a lot about Jesus and as well as um, you can be high density and also use that as evil. So he's talked about a lot of like evil people in mankind as well. But I believe he said um, Jesus was like a fifth, a fourth or fifth dimensional being. So he was just like the next density up. But if you think about it, that really makes sense how there's like these densities um, and dimensions to consciousness and how um, essentially um, we have access to sort of move up or I guess, I guess we can't go back down, but move up in this ladder of consciousness, essentially. So I feel like uh, that's a really that's a really interesting one. And I know that's kind of a lot that I just threw out there. Um, oh no, that was dope. Um, so I have a question. Is yeah. everyone on this planet um, like under punishment for rapid ex- acceleration because there are some people that are not rapidly accelerating and oh, we all I know don't who think, they are. I don't think it's punishment or necessarily I don't think everyone is necessarily subjected to those things. I mean I mean that I mean that as a very loose thing because I don't feel like we're being punished here necessarily and I also don't feel like um yeah not everyone's gonna gonna improve necessarily i mean if you're a soul and if you're being reincarnated like millions and millions of lifetimes i'm gonna hope at some point that you're gonna accelerate a little bit that you're gonna improve upon yourself but again that's very much like a personal choice and another thing that i believe raw talks about is um how not every planet in the galaxy has free will like we do so again at earth 
um, you have the ability to have this rapid acceleration because you have the ability as a person to make personal choices, to continue to grow. But because we're living in such a chaotic time, that is kind of like hard for people to accelerate that way. And that's sort of why I think um, we live in such a chaotic world that we do. Um, like the Hindus would call it Kali Yuga that we're living in, that we're living in um, in like an age of great peril and disillusion. Um, so it's like we're not necessarily living in the best of times. However, um, great souls who are like incarnated into this time, I feel like have a... Um, have an immense chance for growth if they choose to apply it that way. And I think um, it's interesting to consider that, how um, some of us, our souls may be from Earth, but some of us, our souls could be from other galaxies. And maybe that's where, um, or from other planets, just like, you know, Ra is from some other planet and we're talking to him, or how, in Hinduism, like uh, Vishnu and all of the gods, they live on the higher planets um, of the astral realm. They live in the higher planets of the universe, um, which very much correlates to these densities that um, Ra is talking about, which is really fascinating how this does very much um, tie into with a lot of ancient religions. Yeah, but what I was going on about is that um, a lot of us could be of these different densities. We could be from different planets. And that sort of um, ties into this starseed idea, which I know we've talked about that before and how that could be something to kind of be aware of or avoid. But if you do think about it, um, like, yes, our souls could be alien souls. However, that doesn't necessarily... uh, mean anything like the the indigo child star seed theory uh wants to present does anybody want to elaborate on it? so yeah but before we get into um star seeds i just wanted to say that raw thing reminded me of um how there's this thing called the emerald tablets of both which is similar to that um, oh yeah are yeah. those those cute little youtube videos with the little animations. Do they talk about that? I think. Are you talking about spirit science? I think so. Yeah, I, they talk about that. I'm yeah, sure I feel like that's why I've heard that Ra, before. Though. Yeah. And, like, um, it's basically just, like, this um, text about, like, alchemy. It's supposedly written by those, but I'm pretty sure it was just channeled, like, dubiously like timed like it's i'm not like no one knows where exactly it comes from but the like actual contents of it are like pretty important in like the like new age spirituality movement exactly this is why we stand the aliens and how we (laughs) why we stand the law of one because it literally just explains that like all of these beings that we're like talking to and getting our information and spirituality from are just like higher consciousness entities. Like that makes sense that we're like learning from these higher consciousness beings and we're sort of viewing them as gods, even though they're not even like the highest of high consciousness. They're just sort of like, um, almost like the mm-hmm. demigods of the highest god in a sense that we're sort of talking to these different like messengers and they're sort of coming to earth with this information that could help us 
Um, I like that because I feel like there's a lot of, um, I feel like it, it, it almost like justifies and rationalizes like forms of like polytheism because mm-hmm. I feel like um, as much as like people want to say there is this one God and this one consciousness, um, I feel like it makes sense that it's like almost streaming down through all of these like multi-dimensional beings through like ancient tablets and like weird 80s channeling sessions. Like I feel like that's a vibe. Yeah, like, we could definitely do an entire episode on that. Uh, 19, were you going to say something? Um, I was just like, I have a question. Like, they're higher dimensional beings, right? We're on the third dimension, you know, and then there's everyone above us. Like, can't we just become that? Aren't we, like, just baby gods or whatever? Yes. Yeah. And, like, yeah, there's, like, whole studies about that. And we could definitely, like, that's definitely on our list of things to talk about. Yeah, true that we're baby gods. That's really cute. But yeah, I think the whole thing is we're, we're, we're working to get higher and higher on that like rank of like God consciousness. And maybe that's what we can call like the dimensions or whatever. That's just like moving up the levels of the God consciousness ladder. Um, I don't know. Oh, well, I just think it's hard to... Um, to necessarily like climb those levels fast you know like as much as we say like we are gods in this moment like on earth like we as much as we are god like most of us aren't just gonna like all of the sudden and enlighten and become the buddha or whatever and like jump these leaps in consciousness like yes it's possible but I'm, it's like i feel like it's more of a gradual thing so what do you we say that aliens are more advanced in the latter? Yeah, I think some species are. Yeah, I would say since we're towards the bottom of the ladder, I would say that most species are probably above us, but I feel like there's plenty of planets that are prob that could be just like one dimensional, two dimensional. Well, I'm imagining like uh like on Spongebob where they go to that like white room like uh like realm where everything shapes Um, yeah that's what I'm imagining that planet looks like the one-dimensional planet (laughs) um yeah very that but um there could be a lot of other things like that in the universe and that's sort of why earlier I was talking about how um there could be plant aliens animal aliens like uh, gust of air aliens, ray of light aliens, and that could all like correspond to the physical form. Because Ra talked a lot about how um, like we're humans, so we're like our, the third density or whatever, but if you go down to second density, um, most of the time second density beings are animals. Um, they're like almost at our consciousness, but they're not quite aware. But if you go down to first density, um, you get sort of like plants and things like that because they're not quite aware as animals are. Um, So that sort of can just like explain like the different uh, densities and how that sort of makes sense. Um, How like your form and your level of like knowledge and consciousness expands with which each like rung on the ladder, which I think is really interesting. So we can only like perceive as far as 3d or whatever but i mean if we're cons- if we're trying to conceptualize like a 7d entity like that could be freaking crazy that could be like a biblical angel that could be like a 
a blinding ray of light. Like we really don't know. So I think I think that's fun, and I like to to imagine things like that. And that's also why maybe some of our gods and goddesses have like eight hands and like blue skin and like weird things like that. Because again, if we're if we're talking about extraterrestrial beings, like their culture is probably completely different than Earth. Yeah, like like how and that's probably why they can't communicate with us too because like you know how when you talk to an angel like your eyes and ears start melting and shit like that yeah yeah um true this language barrier yeah wow oh wow when you said when you started talking about alien animals it just reminded me about this theorem that like cephalopods like octopus and squids they're aliens that makes sense though (laughs) I feel like those prehistoric little, like, uh, little, uh, god, they look like little roaches or, like, little centipedes. Trilobites. Yeah, trilobites. I feel like trilobites are definitely, like, alien energy. Okay, so I, I'm wondering, like, how you said that animals were two-dimensional creatures. Like, what are cats, like... They're obviously on our same plane of existence. Yeah. Um, but like they're, you're saying that they're one level down. You're not like, you're yeah. not saying how like, um, like a cartoon wouldn't be a two dimensional entity, but animals yeah. are. Oh, yeah. No, it's talking about consciousness. It doesn't correlate to like, um, like 2D is flat, 3D is a cube, <laughs> 4D is those movies where they like, release smell into the crowd and like splashy with water that's 4d um it's not it doesn't correlate to that at all it's like strictly consciousness so it's not um it doesn't have anything to do with like the physical space you're taking up necessarily um it's and i feel like that was a hard thing for me to grasp when i first learned this too but yeah and i feel like when i learned that animals were like that i really kind of i don't know i kind of liked that thought because i'm a big animal person and I feel like um, they animals need to um, get like a certain amount of like love and respect. Like the more like you love an animal and the more you take care of an animal, the more um, the animal sort of reaches this enlightenment and sort of gains this consciousness. So it's sort of like the idea of like, if you give like your pet a really good life, if you love it a lot, if you give it like a sense of self, and its next life, it may um, come into a human and may like evolve to the next dimension or whatever, um, because it has sort of like reached that like rung and requirement or whatever. So I, that's always like an interesting thought I have in my mind. And that's like something I always think of when my animals die is like, well, they were just here for like a little time. Um, they just had to get like the love and like nourishing they needed until they had to like move on to their like next lifetime where they get to be like a person and like a star. So I don't know. That's that's how I like to think of it. Oh, babies. I hope I get to meet them again. I know. I love animals. I really I'm just trying to live on the in the animal heaven planet. Um <laughs> Oh, yeah. but we were ta- we were talking about star seeds and we got so yeah. sad, guys. Do we <laughs> want to um, 
go back to making that point real quick because I feel like it was a good mm-hmm. one and we never completed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you get sidetracked. But yeah, talking about star seeds is um, there's this whole idea that star seeds as a as a concept is problematic, and I definitely see where that comes from because the reason that it's problematic is that back when um starseed as a concept first came up it was i think the 70s when it very like the very first time it was like coined and it was basically a bunch of parents with um children that had adhd or autism or whatever um and they were like in denial pretty much trying to like avoid um diagnosing their kids avoid treating their kids and instead just labeling them with this label of starseed or indigo. And that that part is problematic. But I also like, as someone, as an autistic person, I find strength in that. Like, I, I just, I really like vibe with that idea because there's also like this whole thing about like, when you're autistic, you feel like you're from a different planet. Um, and this might be problematic, like, if I trigger anyone, like, too bad. No, I think that's, like, um, that makes sense. I feel like you're right in a sense that, like, it can be both, it can be problematic or unproblematic, depending on how you kind of look at it. Because I feel like, um, a lot of people do want to label, like, mental illnesses or whatever as, like, oh, you're special, you're starseed, you're an alien or whatever. But if you really think about it, like mentally ill people in this culture, especially like whether you're autistic or ADHD or if you're like schizophrenic or whatever, like those were the shaman in like ancient cultures. Those were people who had wisdom and access to different realities and like access to like important information. So I do see how that can be like almost empowering to sort of embrace this sort of alienation and the fact that like um that you sort of have like this power or this energy that's coming from somewhere else but yeah if i go back to when i was like 14 or 13 on the internet being like i'm a star seed i'm an indigo child like looking up stuff like that i mean i i understand that because at the same time like that felt empowering to me at the time because if you're like a weird like little teenage girl and you don't feel like you belong like of course you're gonna be like hell yeah i'm an alien like that's cool um but the more you get into that culture you sort of realize that it's like um kind of snowflakey in the sense that like everyone just sort of wants to um focus on how like how special they are but in reality if you're like a if you're like a an actual like star seed type person like if you truly believe that I feel like you just have to like focus that energy on finding your like kind and also like making the world a better place because I feel like with that whole theory um they say that because you're a star seed you were essentially like sent back to earth or whatever to like help out or raise the vibration of the planet and i feel like a lot of people find out there are star seeds supposedly and they leave it at that and just want to go on about how special they are but in reality uh like that means nothing if you don't use your spiritual gifts yeah i completely agree with that because um 
I think like once you identify it if you do like or you got to like move towards actually shifting the energy and like m- move I think that was like also like with my relationship with like labels where I'm not like take yourself away from that label and like empower yourself through like the knowledge you've gained to shift the energy into like a better energy yeah i feel like as soon as people start to label something they tend to sort of like die on that hill like okay i'm this then what like you you don't fully like um yeah like once you are this thing you don't have to work to actively like embody those qualities anymore so i don't i feel like it's not helpful to label yourself as a star seed even if you feel like you're one because also i mean if you want to think about that that's just reincarnation like we all reincarnate like you're not special like you're a human in this life bitch we all are like if we want to look at the reality of it it technically doesn't matter the thousands of lifetimes we've had before this all that matters theoretically is the one we're in now so i feel like as much as that's like fun to speculate i feel like it sort of um is a distraction and like as much as aliens are fun or whatever and we could talk about them all day i feel like there is like certain things about this subject that can be like a touch problematic or again just be like a distraction because i feel like that that's another big reason why people want to dive into aliens and the paranormal is because i mean it's it's like a fun distraction from like what's going on on earth you know for sure yeah yeah and people like when people want a reason to be anywhere else but the present moment they will find any reason to escape the present moment whether it be ufo's or um spirituality or religion or anything else yeah it really could be anything honestly <laughs> like yeah um yeah that's accurate i know a few people like that yeah and it doesn't help when um you get the government putting their hands into it creating false reports and stuff purposefully making people that believe in this kind of thing look crazy mhm yeah i feel like um if you if you really dig deep into this realm things can be kind of sinister i don't know i mean if you if you talk about aliens themselves you can debate all day long if aliens are good or aliens are evil as a whole um but that doesn't necessarily like matter that much like i doubt like the alien invasion is coming that we know of but the scariest thing is again just a government that's potentially hiding information from us like i i get almost wanting to like control the people from like knowing that there's like this alien species or whatever cuz again i i don't know how mass pe- groups of people work like i'm sure that would result in some sort of hysteria but i mean 
I'm sure the US government has known about this for like hundreds of years. Like, I don't think this is like new information. You know, if they would have just lived this in a long time ago, it wouldn't have been a huge deal. But yeah, any any controlling of the information we're getting, like as, as much as I see why they censored that information, it's still censorship and that like censorship itself, um, it just feels malicious. Yeah, and um, I have my own theorem about like what interest they would have in hiding that, um, because there is there's this theorem that if a species, like if they were able to travel between solar systems and have that level of technology, then that means they're societally advanced, and it would mean that it, the only way to achieve that is to achieve like a post-capitalist society and um connecting that with i'm not sure if y'all have seen the movie arrival i have it but that sounds familiar okay so i think only nine and i have seen arrival because we watched it together um but basically what happens in arrival spoiler alert this won't really ruin the movie for you because the movie is told in a non-linear manner. It might actually help you understand the movie better. But basically, um, the aliens come here and teach us their language and the way their minds work. They don't think in a linear, um, in a linear way as in time. And so, um, once um, we learn their language we were able to like transcend the limitations of our own minds in the movie um basically they were there was like i think eight countries that had different arrivals from the aliens and the message was broken up in between those eight different countries and they had to cooperate but the only way they were able to cooperate because the way that we're so divided as a world is that they had to learn the language and the language was able to like unite the world and basically like they were like we're going to help you because in i think they said like a thousand years something like that we're going to need your help wow that's like really woke not gonna lie yeah so like if we connect those two like theorems together you could like really see why like the powers that be the powers that were have that vested interest in keeping the aliens away from us yeah i get what you're saying because i feel like once we recognize that like we're no longer like the top of the food chain i feel like um the like existential crisis that like follows for society is only gonna naturally like want to start rejecting those things that we were just talking about like uh like capitalism like things that are very like divisive like language and things like that like because i feel like those things only fade away as you get higher and higher um in like the dimensions of reality so like I remember Ra saying that in the Law of One, that once you get higher in dimension, um, you actually 
start to communicate like telepathically and like if you could communicate with someone through thought like there is no need for language because like you're getting like the essence of what the person's trying to communicate to you without like the barrier of words so i feel like that's interesting and kind of ties in um but yeah i feel like once humans like we're up on our like high horse ego we think we are like the conqueror of earth the conqueror of the land that we are above the animals and plants even though because even though we're a higher dimension uh those beings are still just as valuable as us like those beings like just because something's a higher dimension than you doesn't mean it has like a greater worth in the grand scheme of things and i feel like um yeah we as humans just once we realize that there is a species that's like smarter than us more powerful than us more technologically advanced we're only going to start questioning why we aren't living that way and how we can get to that way and like um and like you said <laughs> it's it's probably going to reject a lot of what the powers that be and what the 1% or whatever are trying to pump into us yeah and like if we connect that with how earlier we were talking about the aliens aren't interacting with us because they don't see a reason to we're just not that interesting to them it's kind of on us to call them and that's like something that we have to figure out how to do that's cute wow that's kind of cute kind of scary i like the idea of calling the aliens but also like again if we go back into the aliens and popular culture i'm sure a lot of people are like um i ain't trying to call no fucking alien <laughs> like they're gonna scoop me up like and and abduct me so again maybe that could be part of like the agenda still though how they're like pumping this like they're like scaremongering sort of this alien idea in uh in Hollywood and in media so that could be another part of the censoring of information but also i mean it's only natural for humans to want to like demonize and make monsters out of things we don't understand but that still still makes sense yeah um okay so you said something and like this thought like instantly in- entered my head it was like beam me up thoughty yeah <laughs> beam me yeah. up thoughty <laughs> i just wanted to share that i thought it was funny yes they have to beam us up and that way we can save ourselves from the shackles that have been holding us back right well if we go back to the idea of seeing aliens not all aliens but some aliens as potential deities I mean through worship and like prayer of these deities that again could be another way of communication with aliens. So in a lot of ways like we already could be doing this if we're like uh like a wiccan or like a hindu or like uh like a polytheistic person. I don't know cuz in a certain way you are like sort of communing with these higher beings or these higher messengers of like god and the universe. So I think it sort of could be fun to just like play around with that and that idea um because yeah, if whatever way we get our connection to the universe is good. But um I feel like these beings do have a lot of wisdom to get us and that's maybe why 
um, some of these things have seeped into religion, whether it's like our religion or like ancient uh, Egyptian religion. Um, but yeah, wor- wor- worship aliens. Let's make that a thing. Get little aliens on your altar. That That's a fun one. Now that we've probed you and searched your anus, welcome aboard our Thirst Eye Saucer. Now reporting from Thirst Dimension. See you in the Sixth Dimension next episode. Um, I think we could set our intentions going forth. And my intention is to, um, keep a lookout in the sky to see if I see any more trailing lights. Gotta stay freaking vigilant, you know? They be trying to make contact at any moment. So my intention is, so earlier when we were talking about the idea of like alien worship or like trying to communicate with the aliens, Um, I think that's fun. I think it would be great to, like, uh, keep trying to communicate with the aliens, especially the ones of a higher density or dimensional consciousness, and just, like, receiving what they have to say. Because I believe that, um, like, Krishna and gods and all sorts of things, angels even, are, um, could be part of these higher dimensional aliens, and I think they do have a lot to offer us. And so, yeah, I'd like to keep diving into that. And when I was talking about the law of one or whatever, um, I delved into that pretty deeply like a year or so ago. And um, I'm a little rusty on it. And I think I'd like to set the attention to maybe dig into that some more. And maybe um, I think I might have only dipped into the first book. I think there could be potentially possible book, multiple books in the series. Uh, So I'd like to maybe dip my toe into that some more because I feel like that's really interesting and I feel like that would make a fun other pod episode. So with that, I'd like to keep on venturing into space. Like number 13, I also intend to um, look into the Love One and um, really like figure out how it is that we're going to communicate with these aliens how to summon them to us because I know that they're going to be able to help us awaken the mother eye and once she's awakened like the powers that were they have a big storm coming I just know it um so for my intentions you know I'm gonna just keep on keeping on like for real just going at what I've been doing following the mother eye and getting abducted like what else is there to life we're in the third dimension like what the hell just go with the flow you know what i mean right you already made contact so you're already winning um you got that blue light up on the rest of us so just gotta keep staying woke yes stay woke people This has been our fifth episode. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at number three 
S-T-E-Y-E. You can find us on TikTok at 3-S-T-E-Y-E P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Make sure to follow us on Spotify and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. See y'all.